the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back as we head into Hour 3 this Thursday, July 7th, 2022. Just to keep, you know, the terrorists guessing. They say, yes, I don't think it's true, but the old line was, yes, sir, if it never slept in the same uh, house twice. We have Brandon Weikert uh, on a Thursday. We usually have him on Mondays, but, of course, we were celebrating our nation's blessed birthday. So uh, we're going to have him uh, presently. Brandon J. Weikert, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. And no wonder Yasser Arafat was always so unhappy. He was never <laughs> in the same house. Never put down roots. Yes. On the <laughs> other hand, we don't want to draw the analog too closely to you and <laughs> on the other hand. Or me. Or me. I guess it's on me. Let me give you a proper introduction. Brandon J. Weikert is the author of Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower. The Shadow War, Iran's Quest for Supremacy, which is coming out in about two months. And he has announced that he has a third book coming out next year, Biohacked, China's Race to Control Life. You're a busy boy. Yes, I am. And I'm already on the fourth book and starting to break ground on the outline for the fifth. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Somehow you're going to have to tell me your secret. You probably had dinner already. Tell me your secret. Is it in the food? What did you have for dinner? Did you have dinner? There is a I did. There is a lovely little co-op behind our neighborhood uh, that we go to. Everything is locally farm fresh. uh, And I made a lovely peppercorn steak with uh, some avocado, fresh tomato, uh, and uh, lovely red wine. Nicely done. Nicely done, except for the Thank avocado you. and tomato. I think I'm on board with oh, that. Oh, no, no. You got it. You got it. We're not doing we're not is doing Gavin Newsom's ad, Are Gavin Newsom's ads already working on you in Florida? Is that, is that, where, is that where, explain the tomatoes and avocados? Where, where, you, know, you know, our friend Dave Reboy would agree with this. You got to worry about wheat belly. We're not, we're not doing the, the, the bread for a while. We're, I would like really, to spend a day with Reboy on diet. Just, <laughs> I, I want to see what that guy goes through. He's on the show a fair amount. I want to know. Yeah, I, no. I'm going to ask. Kim, what he has for breakfast? It's well, probably like three steaks the, and a dozen eggs or something. Yeah, he lives just across the Alligator Alley from us, so I, Tell I, him, I know that he, he yell, yell at him when we're done. Up. That Leapson wants to follow you around for <laughs> on one day's diet, or at least have him on to explain his diet. Hello? I I know I know how professional weightlifters eat. It's it's not a pretty it's not pretty. And I know how professional writers drink. But we got you full and we got you sober. So thank you, Brandon J. Weikert, for being here. I've got a lot I want to do with you: foreign policy and domestic. By the way, let's on that floor to that Newsom ad campaign. You're familiar with it, I presume. Gavin Newsom is, was running an ad in Florida for the audience that may not know, telling people, move to California where you can actually have freedom of speech and you don't have to worry about the thought police coming in and telling you what to say. Does anyone think of a, even residents of California, Brandon, I don't think even Democratic residents of California think they live in the freest state. I really don't. I mean, they like it for other reasons. I don't think freedom is one of them. I just don't think it's a virtue to them. No, uh, there is no starker uh, uh, compare and contrast than California and Florida. And, uh, 
Florida consistently has proven under Ron DeSantis's stewardship that it is the best state in the union uh, by and by and large, which is hilarious because it wasn't that long ago that pop culture was making all the Florida man jokes. <laughs> but now they're not really doing that. No, anymore. they are not. Now it's yeah. you know now it's like people that I were making fun of my wife and I when we moved from Washington D.C. down to Southwest Florida. People back up in Northern Virginia where we used to live are like, well, hey, what's it like? And I keep telling them, don't come down. You stay up there. Yeah, we're all good here. (laughs) We don't need your help. To to live in that that cesspool, you guys stay there, we'll stay down here, and we'll probably be Florida man now. There you go. Because this is the best-run state. I I pray and hope that our great governor, I don't want to see him leave, but I pray and hope that he eventually moves on to the White House and does for this country uh, what he did for the state. And I think you're seeing shape up the great battle between uh, what may be the 2024 battle between Democratic possible nominee Governor uh, uh, Newsom uh, versus Republican nominee possibly uh, Governor Ron DeSantis in the presidential election. And what a, what a contest that would be. No starker uh, you know, division exists than the California-Florida divide. Uh, and I, I, you know, on COVID, uh, all these major economic policies, every major kind of issue that we face in a society, the two states are diametrically opposed and the two leaders could be running for president soon. What a great battle that would be. Uh, a real contest of ideas about the future of this country. And I pray and hope and believe that the Florida doctrine that Ron DeSantis has formulated will prevail. You know what would be interesting about that race is I'm guessing, I, I mean, I think it's more than likely that will be the race. It's either going to be Newsom versus DeSantis or Newsom versus Trump. I don't think the Democrats are going to run Joe, and I can't see how they could justify running Kamala. So it's probably that way, but yeah, I don't know. Michelle Obama also. Well, yeah, there. maybe, maybe. Um, and Hillary. And, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, Hillary's still there, Hillary too. Might, yeah. yeah. She yeah, is. She, she's she's in, she's in Alligator Alley, there, isn't she? What is Alligator? <laughs> what is Alligator Alley? So it, it is the the strip of highway that connects Southwest Florida with Southeast Florida, cuts through the Everglades, and if you're riding high enough uh, on the, in a in a truck, you can look down uh, and see uh, the highway surrounded. It's like a moat. The highway surrounded by the Everglade water. And there are just thousands of alligators piled up. So you don't want to break down on that, that road. Do they yet. sometimes cross the highway? I mean, literally on land? Well, no, they've erected uh, barbed wire oh, okay. fences to prevent Good. that. Good. Yeah. Uh, you know what would be interesting about that Newsom DeSantis race? I'll tell you what I think it would be, Brandon. You tell me if you think I'm I'm onto something or I'm wrong. But if they did that race, so the economic indices are uh, plain for everyone to see. And I don't think Newsom would want to run on that or things probably even like crime or homelessness, which means he only really has one lane and alley to run on, which he was doing in his ads, too, which is the cultural crud that that yeah. he stands for. You know, the teacher stuff, the CRT stuff, the transgender stuff. It would be an interesting um, measure of where this country is. If that were the race, if it were a race really about the cultural issues, let's call it abortion, let's call it transgenderism, and let's call it race issues, because I don't think Newsom is in, it would be interested in fighting on the economic front. It's just not – oh, no, no, no Democrat oh, would. No. 
So he's going to no, have to do is, his best to muster the cultural argument. And DeSantis so is, is our, yeah, I think that would show yeah, the world something. You're 100% correct is that if it is, and I, I hope and believe it, it will be yeah. a Newsom versus DeSantis race in 24. Uh, it will be a cultural battle. Uh, and this gets us to, this cuts back to our, what we started talking about with our friend Dave Reboy, yeah. uh, who was part of that Breitbart crew. And that was the Breitbart big thing in the 2010, yeah. which was it's culture more than anything. Sure. And we are living through a cultural war 3.0. You know, the first one was in the 60s. The second one was during the 90s with the Bill Clinton impeachment. Third wave culture war is today. Uh, and I, it is, you're 100% correct. Economics and, uh, these other issues, COVID, that's important, but at, that it'll be such a memory be at that point. Yeah. It'll be, it will be culture matters and you're seeing the fight, the battle lines being drawn now. You see it with DeSantis with Disney yep. going after the teachers who yep. are teaching these horrible, horrible things to our kids. Right. And then you see it with Newsom doing what he's doing in California. You know, with abortion and, and going willy-nilly with these abortion comments of his. So you're right. It is going to be culture, culture, culture. And that, by the way, is a good thing. It is a great is thing. What, it's a great a thing. thing. I am so happy that you said that because not only is it something too many Republicans, I think, uh, uh, to the, to their peril, uh, to their loss, to their misfortune, have run away from. DeSantis loves to run to it. He's happy to do it. He's embracing yeah. it. And it's beautiful yeah. to see. Yeah. It is absolutely so invigorating as a conservative, a cultural conservative, yeah. to see that. And he is the first uh, real major national leader on the right in my lifetime who isn't running away from it. Right. And he's doing it in a way that not only keeps the Christian conservative crowd happy, but he's doing it in a way that appeals to everybody. It's not just a Christian issue anymore. It's now affecting everybody. Yep. And we saw this, by the way, with Youngkin in Virginia, where you had Northern Virginia parents. You know, these were blue Democrats through and through, federal employees, switching to vote for Glenn Youngkin because he also made that issue, the teaching of the kids, an issue of his gubernatorial race. DeSantis has been making that his issue for years, for, and he's been really making that the headline of what he's doing right now in Florida for the last five to six months. And so I really think that that is a brilliant stroke, and we need that. And the Republicans have been running away from it for too long, and now they're embracing it in a way and, that's and, Right, and it's what they're discovering is when you know what you're doing and how to do it, uh, it's a winning issue. Let me take a quick commercial break. I'm Seth Liebson. He is Brandon J. Weikert. As we go to break... Let me put in a word for Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. I take it every single day, pure, potent plant power, 100% natural, from the capsule to the ingredients. What are the ingredients? 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables. The capsules, by the way, I mentioned them. Some people don't like swallowing them. They're designed, if you don't like swallowing capsules, they're deliberately designed to open easily so you can sprinkle it in food or drink. Balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Brandon J. Weikert is our guest. He's a columnist with American Greatness and Asia Times and, of course, Washington Times, author of Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower, The Shadow War, Iran's Quest for, Iran's quest for Supremacy, and Biohacked, coming out 
in 23, China's Race to Control Life. Love to talk to you a little bit about China, Brandon. Um, you posted a couple things on Twitter. By the way, let me give out your Twitter feed, too, because your Twitter handle, too, it's, it's, it's vibrant and alive, at we the Brandon, W-E-T-H-E, Brandon. By the way, how do you come up with that? What, what did that handle? This was long before the Let's Go Brandon stuff. What, how do we do we the Brandon? Are, you don't have to, well, you, Mark uh, Twain said the only three people that should use the word we are newspaper editors, royalty, and people with tapeworm. <laughs> well, I uh, my original uh, Twitter was shut down because of <laughs> something I said. Oh, so really? I figured, well, uh, yeah. You, so you I, don't so say. Yeah. <laughs> So in 2018, so I, this was before COVID and all that, in 2018, and so I figured, okay, well, I'll just create a Twitter handle that encompasses everyone, so they can't ban me. I like and it. so uh, and I was just sort of playing around, and, and I actually created it the night, a night that I was going out with John Batchelor and Lydia Chang, Gordon Chang's wife, she was coordinating the, the hit uh, on Batchelor, and she goes, what is this? We the Brandon. And I said, I don't know. It's 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 plural. It's the royal we. Uh, there you go. So it was royalty. So that was the Mark Twain category: yeah. royalty, newspaper yeah. editors, and people with ten- <laughs> yeah royal. But by, by the way, do you remember what it is you said that uh, got banned? Um. I don't actually. <laughs> you you may have been patient zero in the social media banning yeah. wars. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was something about transgender. Uh, education was it really school, that early something. on? Okay, yeah. good for you. Yeah, good for yeah. you. You just and I should warn you that yes. we are currently experiencing the mother of all storms. So if I start cutting in and out, it's because of this 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 nightmarish tropical you know event that's over my house right now. That's why Jimmy <laughs> Buffett has a song called "Learning to Reason with Hurricane Season." Right. All right. Tell me what this means, Brandon. You text tweeted, did China just hack our capstone lunar probe and send it into the ether as a way of slowing down NASA's already turgid return to the moon mission? What are we what are we talking about here, buddy? So you remember in the last week, Bill Nelson, who's Biden's head of NASA, he was a longtime Democrat senator yep. from Florida. Yep. Uh, and he, before that, embraced the fantasy he was an astronaut. Most boring um, man I ever met, I have to tell you. He is the most boring. Me too. Yeah. Me too, okay. And that's saying a lot. Right. That's okay. saying a lot. Yeah. Um, but he's an institution unto himself in, in Florida. Sure. Um, but uh, he has always been very pro-cooperation in space with China. Uh, and all of a sudden, in the last week, he has come out and made comments that sound almost as if he's quoting verbatim from my book, Winning Space, uh-huh. uh, in which he expressed deep concern about what happens if we don't get back to the moon and set up a permanent base on the moon in the next few years, because China's planning to get there in the next few years. And he's worried, like I am, that they're going to do to the moon, China is, what they've been doing to the South and East China Seas, which is basically going into international waters and claiming it as their own and weaponizing and militarizing uh, those international territories. Well, the moon, legally speaking, technically, is international territory, and it really doesn't matter what the laws on Earth say. What matters is who's got the people on the moon, uh, you know, come and take it kind of mentality, and China wants to get there before we can, and they want to take the best real estate for themselves. And so we know that NASA has been committed since Trump uh, announced it five year, four years ago that NASA has technically been trying to get itself together so that it can get Americans back to the moon. 
But this program has been a disaster. It is your typical bureaucratic nightmare. In Hollywood, they would say it's in development hell. But that is where we are at, which is that we're going nowhere fast because of the bureaucracy at NASA, because Congress won't get its act together and give NASA the right kind of funding, and the White House won't give it the kind of direction that it needs to get that to the moon in a timely manner. So China has a mission. China has uh, the, the funding. China has the vision. Uh, they, they recognize, even if we don't, that they're in a space race with us to get back to the moon and eventually go to Mars. Um, and I think that China now is in a position where they are harrying our attempts to survey the moon for good landing spots and for rich areas that might have mineable resources. Uh, and I think that the Capstone mission is a satellite that we sent to start surveying the moon in a more in-depth manner than we've ever done. And suddenly it's veered off course and disappeared. Now, we know that China has a lunar rover on the dark side of the moon, the only one that mankind has ever had on the dark side of the moon. In order to have that rover there, they had to place a satellite, China did, uh, in uh, an orbit around the moon um, that would allow for that satellite to possibly interfere with the operations of American satellites in geosynchronous orbit um, around Earth. And so I'm wondering if China is maybe, possibly, hacking into our systems as a way to slow down our ability to get good snapshots of the moon to figure out where we should be landing so that we are set back getting our people to the moon and you couple that with the already bureaucratic inertia that's going on at NASA and I think China might be trying to complicate our ability to return to the moon before they can. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Uh, that that that's a that's a lot to absorb. Um, but- it is the only theory that you're going to hear on this issue. Nobody else will say this. Maybe I'm way off, but I don't think I am. Given all of the pattern of China's, uh, you know, very bad behavior, they are really good at using innocuous events or creating innocuous events that appear to be innocuous, but actually it's not innocuous. It's them messing with the technology yeah i uh i listen your track record and china's track record indicate that uh you're 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 more likely right than not which is why i just that's what i meant when i said it's a lot to absorb i mean we're we're not we're not ready for this we as a country are not ready for this we're ready for transgender uh, military people going into uh you know male showers uh but we're not ready for this well seth one of the reasons we can't get to the moon is because nasa's sunk all this money and time into they won't even contemplate going to the moon until they have gender-friendly spacesuits. Is and that's not a joke. That's a real thing. You're, you're not they kidding. Are, spending, that, that's serious? No, they're that... spending, yes, they're spending tens of billions of dollars, and it's a boondoggle, to build these spacesuits oh, that yeah. are gender-neutral, that oh. are friendly for all genders. <sighs> wow. Meanwhile, wow. China it's going to it's going to give a new fra- meaning to the phrase astronaut. They're going to have to spell it astro n o t astronaut because we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> Let right. me take a quick That's commercial right. break, yeah. Brandon. I want to talk to you about Nicholas Burns's trip to Wuhan. It's disgusting. Oh uh, God! <laughs> the, the film that go- attends it is is sickening. Uh, we got to tell the audience about it. We'll be right back. I'm Seth Leibson. He's Brandon Weicker. Don't go away. No whistling. <laughs> no whistling. No whistling. There's a reason the dire, the dire Straits recorded this and not the Weikert Straits. But I do think I did give you a um, 
a column headline, uh, a column title for your next column or a column that you may want to write, Astronaut, N-O-T. This, <laughs> you, I, yes. I, you, you, this Expect to see that at American Greatness yeah, soon. <laughs> yeah, do it at American Greatness. They'll, they'll love it. So Ambassador <laughs> Nicholas Burns, he's our ambassador to China. Yeah. And um, he visited, of all places, Wuhan last month. City no one had heard of until 2020, and he types up my trip to Wuhan last month with a was a breath of fresh air. Oh my God! Did they run that through through the speechwriting team? My trip to Wuhan last month was a breath of fresh air because that's what people think of when they think of Wuhan: free breathing, right? No no problems with things being transmitted in the air. And I like I think that was deliberate. I really do. This whole video he I puts together a three minute video, which is a wet deep kiss. To the CCP, yeah. he. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, it looks like the most beautiful place he's visiting. He does yeah. say this, Brandon. He says uh, China and America have a lot they disagree on, but there are areas we can work together on, including climate change and global narcotics. Who the Who the hell is he kidding? Global narcotics? Right. How long have we been working with China on or working right. to get China to cooperate with us on global narcotics? Right. All of a sudden, they're going to say, "Yeah." We, right. we don't think poisoning Americans is a good idea. Uh, are, right. are these people – they're doing the bidding of the communist propagandists with videos yeah. like this. People need to see this disgusting video, disgusting because beautiful. Talk to me. Yeah. So there's a video from 2012 uh, – no, earlier than that, 2011 of me going head-to-head uh, with Nicholas Byrne. Good. Um, at the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, I don't know. It's somewhere on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was during the Na- it was in the run up to the NATO conference in Chicago, okay. and it was at a Chicago Council event, which I was a, a very big part of back then uh, when I was you know uh, a young man. Uh, and he came and spoke, and during the Q and A session, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something so egregious that it prompted me to stand up and start yelling uh, during the Q and A session. Um, and it was something about NATO Article 5, and it was just so asinine. And so that, you know, when I saw this clip today uh, of, of Ambassador Burns's visit to Wuhan, and as you noted, the accompanying headline that he wrote, um, and you're right, it was purposeful. It's just like when, when AOC last week said, uh, you know, she wants to have abortion clinics on federal land. Yeah. It's a baby step. Right. That was purposeful use of Right, 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 um, right. Th- these people... They're trying I mean, to sanitize reason, China. Right, right. And so so Burns is, is, is representing, he's on the bleeding edge uh, of where the administration is trying to take their China policy. And David Goldman's been writing about this for three years. I've been writing about it for at least two, that... It seems to be that the Biden administration, while it was sounding more hawkish on China at the beginning, when people like Kirk Campbell were really kind of running the China policy mm-hmm. shop for Biden, Kirk Campbell's leaving. And uh, the people, the hawks like him are leaving now. And you have now John Kerry and Susan Rice firmly taking the reins of the China policy under the, the pretext of we got to get the mother of all green new deals signed with China. And so this is all about the environment, the high prices of gas and oil. It's not Vladimir Putin. It's the it's the it's the policies this administration has signed on to uh, because of climate change issues. 
Uh, and so this is the same thing with China. They are subordinating all other concerns, like the fact that China bioattacked us in 2020. And I show in my new book how and why this was a bioattack. And this came from Wuhan. At one Indian bioweapons expert that I quote, he's a medical doctor uh, who consults for India's government on bioweapons issues, uh, he wrote in uh, a year ago in an Indian defense journal, he called Wuhan Virology Institute an aircraft carrier of virology. There you go. Okay, mm-hmm. so so Wuhan is the epicenter of a biological 9-11 directed against the United States, and we now have the 46th president of the United States emissary going over and basically paying tribute to China. Hold, hold that thought. Horrible. This is big. I, w- I want to come back on this because, yes, it, it is one big psychological propaganda operation when you look at that. In three minutes, you're looking at a video this ambassador put together on China. By the way, Wuhan, China, that uh, you got to see it. You just got to see it. Um, it, it. He puts a video on it and it makes it look like you're visiting, you know, the resorts of uh, Hawaii or Bora Bora. Just, you know, with with the soup son of, of of New York museums. You know, I'm Seth Leaps and he's Brandon J. Weikert. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Y Refi. If you're looking for a remarkable investment opportunity with a great return for investors, check out Y Refi. They're in the business of helping people dig out of debt the right way by doing the right thing in paying off their debts. It's a fixed, no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all in a collateralized and secure portfolio. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm where the investors do really well by doing good for others. And you can too. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y R E F Y.com. Or give them a call at 855 316 3087. Brandon J. Weikert is our guest. Brandon, this this video we were talking about that um, Ambassador Nick Burns uh, put out regarding his visit to Wuhan, we can talk about the propaganda service he's doing on behalf of the Communist Party of China. But before that, step back. What's 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 back of all this, Brandon? Why would why would they even think in the White House or at the State Department that the need is to elevate Wuhan to respectability? Well, the first part is is that Wuhan is viewed by the American scientific community as an integral component in international biomedical scientific research. And they don't want to lose Wuhan uh, as a key contributor to research and development of vaccines. Um, That BioLake is a part of Wuhan, it is uh, a subdivision of what's known as Optical Valley. It was built in 2008. It's hundreds of millions of dollars invested by the Chinese government to build state-of-the-art um, uh, research and development for biotech, nanotech as well. And American scientists, Western scientists, and biotech firms have been doing, uh, rather than doing the research here, They've been offloading a lot of R&D to Wuhan. So that's part of why. Another reason is what I was mentioning before, which is the Biden administration, because of John Kerry and Susan Rice's outsized roles 
uh, in that administration, they are firmly dedicated to getting a Green New Deal enacted with China, the world's leading polluter. Um, of course, China is never going to respect any deal that we sign with them. They will use it to beat us over the head with, but they will never actually follow any kind of treaty that would limit or harm China's ability to have economic growth and prosperity. Um, so that is another key reason. And another issue, I think, is um, and we saw this with, uh, with one of Ambassador Burns's um, uh, colleagues um, on MSNBC, I uh, was was talking. He's the uh, head of the um, I'm forgetting his name, Haas, Richard Haas, yeah. another former Bush administration uh, acolyte. Uh, uh, Nick Burns was also George W. Bush administration yep. acolyte. He yep. was the NATO ambassador yep. on 9/11. Yep. Um, uh, but um, Haas has been saying that we need to basically reinvigorate or re-engineer the Ki- Nixon Kissinger deal with China oh, uh, that that uh, in order to contain Russia because Russia is the bigger threat. And so I think behind the scenes you have a movement uh, by the foreign policy people running the Biden administration to get a Green New Deal as well as to get um, China back on side with us so that we can go after Russia, which is a really silly and stupid plan, if you ask me. But oh, that, me I too. Think, is all those reasons. Oh, upon, upon your on. utterance of it, it sounds stupid, to be honest with you. I mean, back when they were but doing you have the kiss- Richard Haas saying this, and he's oh. a very influential voice. Yes, he, has a, he even has a PhD, I think. My gosh. <laughs> it's the opposite. Isn't yeah. it the opposite kind of of what the Kissinger Doctrine was in triangulation in the 70s? His notion, if I ha- understand it right, and I think I do, was they were going to use China to triangulate against the Soviet Union. And I got to tell you, I mean, I think all of this is crackpot and and we never should have done it. But but if anything, if we were forced at the barrel of a gun to do something vis-a-vis these other two countries, I'd go exactly the other way. I'd use Russia to go get China. I mean, it's an impossibility, but I'd just do the exact opposite, I think. Right. Well, and the thing with the Nixon uh, uh, entente with China is that Nixon was very clear that he had limits to what he was willing to do. And had he not been removed from power, the relationship with China would have evolved very differently under him. He took Carter, Jimmy Carter, to task in 1979. Uh, our friend, Bruce, the late, great Bruce Hershenson, wrote a great book called Taiwan's a Threatened Democracy, yep. in which he went into Nixon's presidential papers, and he found an exchange between Nixon and Carter in which Nixon was saying, I would never attack the sitting president in public because it's not appropriate. But between you and I, sir, I believe what you are doing uh, by normalizing relations with China and giving them Taiwan uh, without getting anything substantive in return runs counter to everything that I was trying to do as president. I never wanted to do a long-term commitment like this. And so, you know, even when, when the Biden people go, we want to do what Nixon and Kissinger did, they miss what Nixon was doing. It was a limited finite agreement that he envisioned for a temporary maneuver uh, to get us out of Vietnam and to, to still keep the pressure on the Soviet Union by using China. He never envisioned this kind of bizarre, permanent, you know, a- agreement wherein basically we just allowed ourselves to get sucked dry by the rapacious Chinese imperialists. But that is precisely what Nixon's successors have done, and that is what Biden will continue to do. This is a disaster in the making, and no one has the gumption to stand up and stop it. I don't even see many Republicans standing up and stopping it. 
No, no, there really aren't. Uh, you know, and 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 they were, they, I guess, mostly on board back even when Nixon and Kissinger were doing it. There was an effort to stop it. Bill Buckley and Marvin Liebman in the Committee for a Million. I was talking about that the other day here. By the way, I was also talking to our mutual friend Brian Kennedy. You like his work, don't you? Yes, big fan. He was talking to me about this thing. Uh, the Center for Security Policy put out this new book, "The CCP is at War with America." Uh, yeah. And 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 they just put it out last month, and they conclude, and it's it's got great writers. They've got uh, Pete Hoekstra, former chairman of the Intelligence Committee, right. uh, Jerry Boykin, that the virus was deliberately unleashed on the world, but they they just yes. make no bones about. I, I, I so I break. This oh, hold down hold on. You know what, buddy? Book. Let's let's finish up on that on the yeah. other side. Can I do that? I'm sorry yeah. to do it to you. I yeah. got a break. I can't avoid. Let me have your comments on that on the other side, and we'll conclude there. I'm Seth Leibson. He's Brandon Weikert. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Closing out the hour here with Brandon J. Weikert. Brandon, sorry uh, we had to cut for the break, but I was just no mentioning worries. this new study put out by the Center for Security Policy with Pete Hoekstra and Jerry Boykin and others, where they conclude quite, 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 uh, quite blatantly that the virus was deliberately unleashed on the world by the CCP. Yeah. Anyway, your, your, yeah, your well, final thoughts. That, that is, I, I elaborate. I mean, I didn't read it. I'm aware of the study, but I haven't read it yet, and I should, because basically the two thirds of my book that will be coming out tentatively in spring of 23 elaborate how this was not an accident. No, this was probably a bioweapons attack and it was designed with a very specific target in mind, removing then president Donald J. Trump. And I know this sounds fanciful to people, but as I break down in my book, he was the first American president in 50 years. Uh, who actually started using trade as a weapon against the People's Republic of China. Trade, of course, is the lifeblood of China, um, and they cannot survive without trade. Our friend Mac Owens uh, has written extensively on China's vulnerabilities to a naval blockade. They import so many essential things from around the world. And when Trump initiated his trade war, that put a huge, huge problem in front of Xi Jinping and the Communist Party. And uh, they had to do something to remove him. And I think the bio attack, uh, a coronavirus, in fact, in 2015, I found a document written by 18 senior PLA, People's Liberation Army, Air Force generals, in which they explicitly said they can weaponize coronaviruses to have devastating, unconventional strategic impacts on an enemy country. Perfect. And so I believe that is what we are. We saw in 2020. I think it was a biological 9-11. And unfortunately, we did not respond uh, very well to that biological 9-11. Uh, and now we have our new president's ambassador to China praising the very people who did a biological 9-11 on us, the People's Republic of China. <sighs> Meanwhile, the ambassador is trying to rehabilitate uh... Wuhan and China, and it's it's just incredible to me, just really incredible to me. It's, I mean, Seth, it's as if 9-11 happened and George W. Bush ran and not only said, why do they hate us, but then he invited bin Laden for a dinner at the White House to discuss terms of our surrender. Yeah. And that is basically what's going on, because this was a biological 9-11, and we're all going to pay for it. Brandon Weikert. 
Such a good time with you, always so enlightening. Uh, Godspeed, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you for everything. Thank you. You betcha. I'm Seth Liebson. Thanks for spending some of your afternoon with us. Thank you again, Brandon. Uh, Until tomorrow, God bless you all, and class is dismissed. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.